And thanks for joining us on another episode of the Divergence Podcast. We had quite the two-parter for the last two weeks and hope you all enjoyed those episodes. And shout out to Lawson Kyoto for joining us here. It was a fun time. Dude, yeah, that was a blast. Genkai, Joestar, come back anytime. I had so much <laughs> fun with you guys. B had a little too much fun. You can hear him in the last episode. He got drunker as it went on. Oh my god, it was a shit show. I spilled a drink at one point because I didn't realize the the shaker opened from the top because <laughs> my other one opens from the bottom. So I was like, why is this doing this? But I just rolled with it. So but yeah, I can't wait to have y'all back. Should be a good time. But today's episode, we will recap Comic Con. Uh, you know, could be yeah, new news or I don't know, brand new news. I don't know how to pronounce it. It could be old. It could be new for you. I don't know. It's Depending on how I'm lost for words again. <laughs> if you've got your finger on the pulse like Keddy normally does, then this isn't going to be anything new to you. But you can at least get our two cents on Listen, it. Listen, I'm recovering. I was like bedridden for two days. I had a fever. Yeah, he got that random summer bug. I don't know what the hell happened to you, buddy. I don't know what happened to me either, but I was just like, God damn. It got me. You I got was got down. It. I was down and out. Down for the count. Happens to the best of us. But I guess, you know, to start us off here, was some big DC news, I guess you could say. You know, me being a big DC nerd. Uh, and that is they announced a few new animated films uh, to come for their DC original animated movies. Uh, the first one actually was being uh, Watchmen getting animated adaption, which I'm shocked that has been done before. Aside from the motion comic that came out like years ago. I remember that being one of the first few things that I saw back when Netflix started to stream. Yeah, that was in like 2009. That was way back in the day. I'm kind of surprised they're even doing this at all yeah, i'm not too surprised i think every once in a while you know they got to bring in the watchmen get that revenue for people true but it's like is this going to be like an adaptation of the graphic novel or is this going to be like just a new story no this is an adaptation of the graphic novel it's going to be yeah okay graphic novel. i don't think i mean they ventured into like a new watchmen kind of lore like when they did the before watchmen series but that wasn't like too well received not a lot of the yeah. A lot of those were hit and miss. I think the best one was probably uh, the one called Minutemen. Yeah. But, you know, that's about it. But I think uh, the animated animated feature film would probably be a much better medium for the comic, I feel. Because I know there is a live-action movie that was directed by Zack Snyder. And while it was like a one-for-one one shot for the comic, the ending Except is where he changed... Except for the ending, yes. Except for the ending is where he decided to change stuff. And like that didn't sit well with a lot of people. And I don't know. Like, if anyone who was watching the movie were just like... I could have just read the comic. Like, I'm here for, like, something different. And I know maybe some people didn't want something different, but I think this is the one time we're just like, you know, like, you don't have to tell me the whole frame by frame of the comic in this movie. Because that movie was long. It was way too long. Yeah, it was well over two hours. Um, I I agree. Like, I don't understand why they're really doing this. Just because, like, I don't know. I feel like they're going to make somebody mad no matter what they do. So oh, I guess yeah. it's a lose-lose or a win-win depending on how you feel like looking at it. Well, you know, everyone's always saying like, you're like, what's it called? Art, a comic comic artist, not comic artist, comic author. Uh, Alan Moore's like, oh, you're all just using him for money, blah, 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 this and that kind of shit. Basically. Which it's probably true. But also, you know, like eventually once in a while, like there is a good way to retell it. It's been years since we had a, like something watchmen related that was good you know like i said this was maybe like 10 years ago they had the before watchmen comics well they had the hbo series that was pretty solid that was really good actually i actually enjoyed that a lot yeah so i just feel like watchmen is something touchy for some people because i guess that was like the first like edge comic that they have ever read so it's one of very few graphic novels <laughs> i've actually read and i actually own still so yay i know i actually watched the movie and then i read it and then 
it's what is what is. I you think know, I did that same order. You know what's funny though is that Watchmen movie also has like a Snyder cut, I guess you could say. And oh, I'm thinking like it? all his movies. I feel like do all his movies have to have like an extended cut for him or something? It kind of sounds like the studio doesn't want to put out what he does, so he just makes his own. It's I don't know. It just feels like. But to me, like I did watch both versions. Like it again. It's just a longer version, just to explain some minuscule task even more. So it'd be like, oh, okay, so that's how that happened. Doesn't improve the movie in my taste, but you know that's just me. Uh, but the next movie that got announced, which has me very excited actually, and that is the Milestone Media is getting an animated feature, not just focusing on Static Shock, but on all their Milestone characters, such as Icon, Rocket, Hardware, uh, just to name a few. There's some other like big names in the Milestone Media universe that I'm not too familiar with that they're releasing. I know DC like brought back the Milestone Media label like not too long ago. They even have like a documentary on, uh, I was about to say HBO Max, but Max, whatever, same difference. It's just call it what it is. Uh, it's called Milestone Generations. I highly recommend it for everyone to check that out. It's a good documentary. I love it a lot. I'll look at that because that sounds interesting. And then they also have, after that, they call it the, the DC Story Superpowered. It's like three episodes. It's really good. I enjoyed that one a lot as well, too. Does my mic sound off to you? I don't know. I feel like I sound far away. Do you? Is our game the same? Yeah. Weird. All right. We roll. I, I don't know what else to tell you. I, I don't know. I feel like I feel I sound far away. I don't know. Could just be you. It's I'm I'm half I'm half asleep, guys. But milestone media characters definitely deserve an animated feature film. They even deserve their own live action film. Like I've been, everyone's been waiting for years for a static live action. It's like, come on, it's it's got to get done now. It's it's almost always the the kid from Stranger Things that they bring up for him too, which I think would be awesome. But, yeah, I just want to see that character in, like, any way, shape, or form. I fucking love Static Shock. That show was amazing. It is good. I'd love to see. And, like, even him popping up in some of, like, the DC movies and stuff like that. Um, I think in the Flashpoint one, when they keep phasing in and out of, like, their different timelines and stuff like that, you could see him interact with um, Green Lantern and, uh, very briefly, uh, Black Lightning as well. He's kind of, like, the honorary Milestone Media character. Because, like, he's not, but he, like interacts with virgil so much that he might as well be yeah the first time that static shock was ever introduced into the dc universe was in those crossover episodes back in the day on kids wb and that's when finally they integrated dc with milestone media so i think i mean that was one of the best crossovers i've ever seen that was really cool i don't make them like they used to they really don't but what else was i gonna say there was something else i had on my mind but i think i'm forgetting it now which sucks but you know it is what it is you're getting old keddy i can't remember what i've forgotten just a little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit. It had something to do with... Was it with Static Shock? Oh, yes, it was with Static Shock. We found our way back, folks. Yeah, and that was... like I'm surprised that he hasn't been... He has never been part of like the Teen Titans or the Young Justice teams. He's always been on... And I get it. He's on his own, and it's, I think it makes him a better character for that. But I would love to see him be in a team-up book with the Teen Titans or the Young Justice teams. He'd be an amazing Titan or, or Young Justice team member. Because I know in the TV series he was part of the team, but they barely ever integrated him to like the main part of everything he was like more like on the side doing his own stuff with the i guess you call them the outsiders whatever you want to call them but in the future i would love to see static shock join the teen titans young justin scenes in the comics make it happen dc make it happen we believe in you you can make a good product we believe in you yeah and then the last movie that we have here to announce from dc and it's a really big one and that is crisis on infinite earth the iconic comic story is getting an animated adaption now which i hope it's a standalone i hope it's not in any way or form like part of the new tomorrow verse that they're doing but i also be thinking would really cool like if they did the animation styles of like the dc animated universe and like the old school cartoons kind of thing when they're showing off each universe but that's just my idea 
I, I like I said, I don't know how they're gonna do this. If it's gonna be a standalone feature, I'm pretty sure this has to be like a two part movie. That's for sure. Oh, easily. That the plot of that is so extensive and covers so many different like issues that I don't know how they're gonna cram it into one movie. Even two sounds like they could probably stretch it to three. But I'm very curious to see how deep into the lore they're gonna get with it and everything like that. Because I mean, at certain points, there's like superman punching reality itself and it just kind of gets out of pocket and like absolutely insane so i'm excited to see how they're actually going to do it in like a translatable way was there crisis in infinite Earth? that was the one afterwards where he breaks it and creates the multiverse again because crisis in infinite Earth erases the multiverse and creates one singular universe and then superman from earth 2 and his lois lane and someone else they go off into like a pocket dimension to live in paradise and then the super boy that went with him goes freaking mental crazy that he decides Maybe to break I mean. out of it. And then that's when he like punches the universe to create like a shattered new multiverse. Yeah. That's so he can find his own earth. So we can- an insane concept. <laughs> yes. Uh, for those who know that's Superboy prime, Superboy prime is like one of the ridiculous DC villains ever. Like goddamn, he has the powers of silver age Superman. And for those who don't know, silver age Superman is the strongest incarnation of Superman ever. Like, ridiculous bonger that they had to like power him down a little bit he is the reason people are like superman's so overpowered he's not even an interesting character like that's why this man was moving planets <laughs> with one hand he was laying it up yeah uh dc kind of got wild for a little bit <laughs> but yeah and i guess you know he's the og evil superman i guess you can call it because i i know back then he was like part of the sinestro corpse a bunch of other stuff so damn it was, he's been involved in a lot of comic storylines and at one point he came to like our real world like dc like not the dc world like basically our world our reality basically and he like confronted like dc writers about how they treated him and a bunch of other yeah it, it, it got it got crazy what the hell are they smoking <laughs> god damn yeah it's, i mean dc does some crazy stuff that's for sure it wouldn't be the first time i remember uh in grant morrison's animal man run he like he had animal man like meet him out of the pages basically it it gets very surreal they were just doing anything at that point. Yeah, but well, can't wait to see how uh, Crisis Infinite Earths gets done. I know the DC, DC, the CW attempted this. I'm all over the place, man. You are. It's okay. We forgive you, buddy. <laughs> I just got off work. Uh, but yeah, the CW attempted this with their crossovers with all their shows back when they were still airing. And I want, I think I tuned back in just for this crossover event, just so I could see what was happening. And I, I would say for a TV budget and for what they were doing for TV, it was really cool. Yeah, they did, they did an interesting job uh, tackling it. But, dude, I can't even watch those DC shows anymore. They're After, like, the Arrow, like, season three, everything just went downhill. <laughs> hey, really, they, I think just splitting the How is the team? Flash, like, still going? I don't even know. The Flash is over. Oh, thank God. It went for way longer than it needed to. That also had about three good seasons. It started off good, but then it got very, like I always say, very CW soap opera-ish. And it's just like, God damn it. It's like, Barry learns a new power, gets depowered the next season. Learns a new power, and... For me, they I kind of lost interest when they had the lightning swords, lightsaber kind of fight. Oh, I don't remember that one. Yeah, it was between Flash, Reverse Flash, and then the new villain called Godspeed. And they all like made swords out of lightning. And oh, that like, was the season fighting each other. I stopped watching. And I was just like, God damn. What have we done here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they got, they got wild on that one too. DC just has a habit of getting absolutely insane and then reigning it back in. I mean, that, that's funny though, because like even that, I guess like Wonder Woman 3 news, at one point, they said Gal Gadot was going to come back for Wonder Woman 3. <laughs> this was so funny because I was watching you tweeting about this all week. And we're like retweeting things. And yeah, Gal Gadot was just like, yeah, we're on board and talking about uh, Wonder Woman 3. 
And then it just turned out that she just like was like, it would be nice if I was in Wonder Woman 3. And that's all it turned out to be. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, people are really blaming, like, the DC CEOs, like, uh, Gunn and Saffra saying, it's like, oh, how can you promise her this? And I'm just like, uh, we don't even know what happened exactly. <laughs> we can't assume. They're just like, who is this lady? Who let her in? But then also, like, she made these claims, like, on an interview for some, like, fashion magazine. So I was just like, I'm going to take that with a little grain of salt. Because then Variety, I don't know if they're even a better source or not, but they said that they never had a meeting, so... Who knows what to believe anymore at this point? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, be, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's like, is Gal Gadot even that trustworthy? I mean, come on, she gave us that stupid Imagine video singing bullshit. So at that point, I was like, all right, I, I don't think I can trust this person. I I don't even remember that. Was that with like during COVID? When everyone yeah. was saying, oh <laughs> god, yeah. that was so terrible. Yeah, they wanted to be We Are the World so bad. Yeah, it it just didn't work. Yeah. Also, like I don't know, like I'm I'm good with replacing Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman because like I get it. You know, she was cool at some points, but her acting at like at some point, I couldn't. I could just not take it. I it took me out of character so many times. Do you think it was the acting or like the writing? It just felt very like probably both. Yeah, it just felt like stiff and just kind of like okay. Her best scenes was when she was not talking and just doing action. I I feel bad saying that, but it's the truth. Cause like some of her line delivery, it was just it's just really overacting. Mm, yeah. I mean, I mean, come on, that whole scene where she's like in Justice League, where she's like, Kal-El, no. It's just like, literally bro. the only time she talked to Superman, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> that's ridiculous to me. I'm like, oh my God, that's the only time you guys ever had a, a conversation. And it was one-sided. Yeah, because I, I saw somebody post that they were like, oh, it was like, <laughs> was it you? It probably was, honestly. But uh, somebody was like, oh yeah, this like, how are you going to replace this iconic trio? Like, it doesn't get better than this iteration of the big three for warner brothers or them just like i they, they're all so replaceable not henry cavill but the other two are so replaceable yeah definitely it's just like i don't know i get like in the her original wonder woman movie that that movie was good overall but i'm, I'm not saying it's perfect there are some scenes in there i'm just like all right all right yeah it's getting a little too calculon over here <laughs> what if my legendary acting ability didn't rise from the grave with me <laughs> he's gonna she's hamming it up but that's just me. That's just me, folks. But I don't know. I'm trying to think. Was there any other DC news that I can think of? Probably? It was kind of a light Comic-Con in terms of like big reveals and news. Uh, no, there's some other stuff. I just didn't get... Again, like I said, I couldn't dig in too much as it was. Because like two, week, two weeks ago, it was my cousin's wedding. Had a blast there. And then after that, <laughs> got fucking sick. Bedridden. Oh, man. I don't even know how I, how I pulled off work. <laughs> Where there's a will, there's a way. And a paycheck is a very good way to get a will yeah but there, there's some other i think some other cool stuff is like uh what is it like asex is teaming up with uh x-men they're releasing like collaboration for their shoes which looks pretty cool nice uh what else was there uh there's some other toy news but you know not everybody here's really big into toy stuff but that's just me personally <laughs> does it make you sad that our audience doesn't appreciate your toy not yet i mean not, i will get there eventually All we'll right. get there eventually we're gonna make you guys toy fans eventually <laughs> But I saw uh, D Amazing had a, a booth at a uh, con recently. Yeah, it was like a fan. I forgot if it was a fan expo or some other expo. I don't remember which one. I, I think it was fan expo. If it was, was fan expo, I'm pissed because I was here in Chicago and I could have gone. I know. I, I, I looked at the cast and I was or the lineup of who was there and so, I was like, damn, these are amazing. I'm hoping it wasn't fan expo so I couldn't say I couldn't go up because it wasn't here. Yeah. Next year. Next year, let's go. I didn't even know that thing existed until this weekend. Bro, neither did I. Somebody was like, oh, like this person's at Comic-Con. And I was like, what are you talking about? And they mentioned this one. And I was like, uh, I've never even heard of Fan Expo being this big of a deal. Yeah. I was like, the Comic-Con I go to is C2E2 every year. But 
yeah either way though next week though some good some good news for dc here we'll, blue beetle will finally be out i'm gonna be there thursday right I'm, yeah i'm so excited for it i even bought myself the blue beetle popcorn bucket which is like you doubles did? as a backpack and i'm like hell yeah i'm gonna wait get myself what <laughs> yeah it's a beetle that you can get popcorn in but then once you're done eating the popcorn it can also act as a backpack Blue Beetle at your service. Are they still available? I don't know. You got to check the theater. I'm buying like 30 of those. That's amazing. That's like 300 bucks probably. I don't know. Maybe more than 300 bucks. Jump change. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Get your Blue Beetle backpack from B over here. Yeah, I'll be reselling them on the corner outside yeah. of I really, the movie. But I really hope this movie does well. Everyone go get your Blue Beetle tickets. All my Latino people, go do it. Hoping Brazil saved this movie because this movie definitely deserves more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. There's just a lot of stuff going on that yeah. I have not been able to organize. Next episode will be a much better one. I'm just making this one a short one, so I don't have to edit as much. <laughs> Especially after yeah, that. After that, editing four two- hours of drunken shenanigans, I don't know how you're still standing, dude. I've been disappointed by just about everything else in this town, but you, not once. Damn it, you're my boy. Unfortunately, we do have some sad news over here on Divergence Podcast, and that is rest in peace to Johnny Hardwick, who was the voice of Dale Gribble from King of the Hill, who passed away last week. No word on how it happened or what happened. That just he was found dead in his home, unfortunately. I hope he was, you know, in peace when he passed. There was no issue. Hopefully it was natural causes and all that. I'm going to miss his voice over work as Dale. And especially now with all this UFO stuff, it's like, oh, man, Dale Gribble would have loved all this. Oh, shit. he would he would have ate that shit up. But, so, yeah. Yeah, no, man, that sucks because, like, he's, he is probably the best thing about King of the Hill. It was like Dale Gribble's just shenanigans throughout. <laughs> so, he, he definitely was. So, for all my smokers out there, spark one up for Dale. I got you, brother. Yeah, but on the other, the bad part, I guess I feel bad about talking about his death is like, you know, it's like, I feel like it's going to have an impact on that King of the Hill revival. Yeah. It I, definitely, like, I don't know, are they going to recast? Should they recast? Yeah, they're gonna write off one of the biggest characters. Yeah. It's it's really hard to say what they're gonna do, and they've already been, you know, we've already been speculating about you know like Lucky and Luann. So yeah, like, it's like this yeah. is just another another straw on the camel's back, and like how many more is it gonna take till it breaks? So yeah, I, don't I mean, I I part of me is like okay, maybe we can recast because like Dale's such a great character. I, I can't, you can't have the show without him. Yeah, you can't have the show without him. Can't do the show without Dale, man. Yeah, that's you know episode one they're gonna have a like in memory of and just that that cast list is getting thinner and thinner and it's really sad to see yeah it's unfortunate it's cool it's one of my favorite shows yeah i love that show to death texas anime yeah <laughs> it definitely is so hopefully you know they can continue doing with king of the hill revival i feel like that is a show that deserves a revival especially now with futurama getting their revival yeah i haven't seen that yet i'm like watching from the beginning again just so i can yeah like, i'm about to do that too so you know it's just funny that all like that whole era of television is coming back, and it's like, man, what were they cooking at that point? In like the know. early thousands that or like late nineties, early thousands. I think it was like made, seventh grade when that show came out. Just Futurama. Made flawless TV, man. Yeah, who knows? Unfortunately, but yeah, here pour one out for Dale. It's gonna lead us into our next segment here. I need a cold one. You want a cold one? Here's a cold one for you. Here's a cold one for you. Here's a cold one for you. We're moving fast here, folks. <laughs> Keddy's got shit to do. Yeah, I got a grocery shop. Hey, you finally did the crack on the game. Yeah, so tell us what we're drinking here today. Uh, So we were disappointed by several of the things we wanted to get not being available. One being exclusive to St. Louis. I'm kind of annoyed by that, but hopefully we see a wider release of that one for next time. 
But um, so I swung yeah, by. Yeah, goddamn St. Louis not giving us Voltron beer. Yeah. But uh, I swung by Benny's, uh, perused and saw what was in the cooler and stuff like that. And uh, I saw that, if anyone knows me, knows that my favorite beer ever is Sour Monkey from Victory Brewing. Because it tastes like Warheads in a can. And it's fucking amazing. Any beer's his favorite beer, folks. False. There's like two that vie for my heart most of the time. Maybe three. But Sour Monkey is definitely one of the top ones. But uh, they just came out with a Berry Monkey. Which is a fruited sour triple ale. Um, it tastes pretty good. It tastes much better than many of them are like fruit sours that we've tried on this podcast. We've Let's tried a see. few that have disappointed the hell out of me, but I think this is really tasty and it's not as sour, so it's not a big turn off like the other one is, but what do you think? It tastes like the wine I get from when I went to church. <laughs> Whoa, is that really the blood of Christ? Interesting. I, okay. I don't know what the hell they were serving at that church, but that's the blood of wine. Christ right there. <laughs> okay <laughs> i'm just telling you that's what it tastes like to drink me. enough of this and you'll feel like it i guess but uh yeah. I mean, jesus partied every day so <laughs> he did turn water into wine for a reason i like to imagine my baby jesus with a tuxedo shirt so he knows tries to be formal but he's also here to party thank you <laughs> thank you talladega nights but uh yeah victory brewing uh i i love these guys they always put out good stuff um, 9.5% alcohol, so drink carefully, because this shit will fuck you up after a couple of them. So, yeah, watch out, but I enjoy it. I'm definitely going to be drinking more of these. These are tasty. Yeah, it's not a bad one. I actually do like it. I'm just telling you, this tastes like church wine. Yeah. If I y'all want to have nostalgic for church wine and all those ass beatings you got in Catholic school, this is the wine for you. The wine. Beer. <laughs> beer wine. Well, beer we wine. could do a barley wine. Oh, shit. I have, um... The fuck is barley wine? Bar- barley wine is just a beer that's brewed, but it's really strong, so it's got like 13% alcohol usually. You could just call it beer. S- well, they call it barley wine because it's as strong as a wine, but it's brewed from barley, so barley wine. It's ridiculous. That's what I think that is. I mean, I can't help you, man. Beer culture's been around for millennia, so I didn't get to write those rules, buddy. Time to rewrite the rules. I, all right, let's invent something new and make our own rule. Break the gas. Break, break yeah. the gas. My guy is off today. Yeah. yeah. It's an off day. It's okay. Now I know how I feel every it's time August I come 13th. to record. It's the 13th. <laughs> it's the 13th. Oh, speaking Break of the glass which, ceiling. Br- brief, brief, brief story interjection here. Uh, so the other we day. We got time. We, we do. <laughs> fucking, we're trying to pad for time at this point. But uh, no, the other day at work, uh, everything was a shit show. Customers were acting super out of pocket. Uh, everyone on my team was either like injured or late for work because the CTA was messed up and everything like that. So shit show of a day. And I'm like, oh, it's got to be full moon or something so i look it up no full moon i was like i don't know what it is but one of my coworkers looked up and he's like oh apparently it's the curse of cleopatra i'm like what the fuck apparently august 12th was the day cleopatra took her own life and therefore every august 12th there is some absolute shenaniganery that goes on so thank you cleopatra for giving me the funkiest weekend i've had in a long time trying to think what happened to me yesterday i don't think i mean you were bedridden yeah, that was Thursday, Friday. Well, some people think she also did it on the 10th, so that can go stretch back as well. So anywhere between the 10th and the 12th, shenanigans. I don't know. I mean, I know I got my fever because I was wearing shorts and short sleeve to my uh, office days at work where they started blasting the AC out of fucking nowhere. Dude, I hate the summer in Chicago because you cannot dress for all weather. Like, you're sweating if you're outside, but then you go inside and they're cranking the AC and you're freezing. So that's why I got to have an office sweater. Yeah, I forgot to bring one. Best but, time to wear a striped sweater is all the time. Mm, nah. Trying to be where's Waldo. <laughs> but no, I can't think of anything that happened to me bad yesterday. Uh, well, you got lucky then. Yeah, pretty much, I think. I don't know. 
pretty standard weekend, I guess you could say. But, you know, that's all we have for our drink here. That is a berry monkey. And I like it very much. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's that it's that kind of episode <laughs> he, he today, folks. He started groaning before I even finished talking. <laughs> it's that kind of episode here today, folks. It's, I'm glad it's a short one. As I'm I, glad it's a short I one. As I like to say, they can't all be bangers, folks. <laughs> I hope you're all happy. There's no cold ones left for me. Also, this seems to be the summer of TMNT, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, since the new movie opened up, which I still have not yet to go see, but I'm going to go see it now. Is it already? Yeah, it's been out. Yeah, it's open to some great reviews, and the toys are just nostalgia goodness, because I've, I've been at Target, and I'm just like looking at all these toys like, I want this. I'm searching myself for the party wagon that's in the movie, because I want that party wagon. I even told Tali, I was like, look. You want to get me a birthday present? <laughs> you gotta get me this party wagon from Ninja Turtles. And she's like, "Why do you want it?" And I'm like, "You don't understand. I had a party wagon when I was a kid, and I also had the Ninja Turtle blimp, that thing that you you detach. You had the stupid blimp, yeah, that you detach and like you can like you know fly around that glides around with the turtles. The thing is, I never had. I didn't have the turtles. I only had you the vehicles. Had, okay, interesting. You, did you put like other toys in the vehicles? Yeah, pretty much. I think the only. Ninja Turtle toy that I had was like those, uh, I don't know what what you call like micro machine kind of thing. Like there was like a big figure, but then you open up the bag and it was like a little world inside it. Yeah, like yeah, mini figures of it inside. That's the kind of that's the kind of Ninja Turtle toys I had. Then I had one of those for something else, but I can't think of what it was. I always wanted one of those pizza launcher ones. Oh, I desperate for one of those. I really wanted one. And I could never get one. Apparently, they're also really hard to find in stores as well. So that's probably why. Have we checked eBay recently? Well, apparently, they're re- releasing them again. So I've been checking the stores. Ooh, and I'm like, yeah. give me a freaking pizza launcher. <laughs> it was so cool. You just pulled the arm. And just like pizza would come out of the ovens around their chest. Oh, my God. That was such a cool concept. They are bringing back some retro Ninja Turtle toys. Because they have one that's called like a, a muted mutating leo like if he starts like a regular turtle then like you can like transform and it becomes like ninja turtle form leo same thing with like donatello i think i had something like that back in the day too and i was like why are these put together like transformers are so i was very confused by that they were just trying to make anything a transformer at that point i'm looking i think i think it's time for me to like get some ninja turtle stuff now because i was a big fanatic when i was a kid that's true and then like i saw tali and i saw like the playset where like they give you like the little like the cyanides and the katanas. The cool thing about the cyanides, like you can put them in your pocket and then like you bring them out and like the middle part like springs up. And I'm like, oh, oh my god, this is so cool. It's like I would totally wear this. That is rad. And now I'm thinking, man, maybe we should have had a Ninja Turtle party. But we're too late into the One Piece planning. Next year, next year, next year. Oh fuck yeah, we gotta get ready for the One Piece party. We're too late into one. Yeah, I think next year I should do Ninja Turtle theme. Hell yeah. Oh shit, we got a month. I got a month to get a costume together for your birthday. Yeah, I don't know why you said you wanted to be Zoro when Sanji is right there for you. Why do you think I'm Sanji? Because you're fucking white. Is that, he's French. <laughs> I French, ain't French. Pe- French people are white. Oh my god. So is Nami. She's like what, Swedish? I think so. Something like that. So is Japanese, dude. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna put that out there. I'm just gonna put that out there. Fair enough. Are you going Luffy? Yeah. Of course you are. Duh. You know what? I'm gonna go with Shanks then. You can be Shanks if you want. Sure. I'll be red hair Shanks. Makes sense. I mean, yeah, there you go. You might have to follow up with Talia on that. I think she wanted to be Shanks, too. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I would... I Oh, man. I could be Bonclay. That would be a fun one. I could just be gay as fuck the whole night and have a good time. 
I mean, be who you want to be. I'm just saying, you, you have Sanji right there. You already have the hair, so. <sighs> I got to wear a suit. He always wears a suit. God damn, why is he You can do his Dress Rosa outfit. Ooh, wait. Wait, what's his Dress Rosa outfit? It's like a ca- red cape with the white shirt kind of thing and then black pants. Yeah. All right, that's a possibility. That all go uh, human form chopper or something like that. Human form chopper? Yeah. No. That'd be fun. I love Chopper. That's my boy. Chopper should only come in a plush form. Nah, I've I've seen I've seen I've seen some good looking uh, Chopper cosplays. I don't know, but back to TMNT news. Aside from me, my search for the party wagon. Stay tuned for that. I'll keep you guys updated. Uh, but there's a video game coming out based on the comic Last Ronin. Yes, which is I'm coming from THQ Nordic and Black Forest. For those who don't know, the comic story Philo follows follows Michelangelo, the last turtle brother alive, after the Foot Clan conquered New York, and he's out for vengeance for the deaths of his brother. And they recently released a sequel, like prequel sequel story to this as well, which I will touch on later. But I'm very excited for this. I think the comic was really cool. I know when they teased it, and they said that there's only one turtle brother left. I even told myself, like, it's Michelangelo. It has to be Michelangelo. Well, they say it's supposed to be vague, so you don't know which one it is, so it can be whoever, but it's definitely Mikey. No, they they, they straight up tell you it's Michelangelo. Oh, did they? Yeah. Oh, because originally they were saying that there was supposed to be, like, a mystery turtle, because, like, you can make it whoever you want it to be. No, no, it's definitely Michelangelo. All right, let's go, Michael They wanted people to guess who it was, but I was, even from the beginning, I'm like, it's Michelangelo. I was like, <laughs> there's no, like, the reason is why it's Michelangelo is because I feel like that would make it interesting. From going from the goof party guy who was, like, the comic relief of the team to now being this ultra serious and like he's just like i gotta save my city kind of thing i think that makes it for a more interesting dynamic obviously that narrative fits leonardo more but we've all seen that story before and that's what's what makes it cooler because it's like man mikey finally got pushed to the breaking point to the point yeah. where he gets uh in the anime there's a scene where it's something like or not anime uh in the original cartoon there's a scene where that somewhat happens no that was like, for donatello donatello was like in the 2003 series, Donatello like gets teleported to the future, and like all his brothers are like, uh, not not dead, but like they're like separated. They're all on their own ways. Like Leonardo and Raph had like a feud going on where they don't talk to each other. Those two always button heads. But yeah, I think this is why it made sense for us, Michelangelo, because Leonardo and Raphael they would f- fall into that narrative easily. Like that could be any other story for them. Donatello, mm, it's not kind of his thing. I mean, I could, but I could also see it being him. I could also, I think it would be interesting for him too. But Michelangelo, I think, is the one that makes the most sense. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people underestimate him for being like this goofy kind of, the goofy brother of them all. But I think he also has some serious talent. Because like, like, wheeling those nonchaku, that's not something easy. Yeah. I Do you, do you subscribe to the theory that um, Splinter gave everyone weapons to challenge them? Yeah. Yeah. So... Michelangelo being the the scatterbrained surfer dude who just wants to have a good time and party uh, has the weapon that requires the most focus and dexterity to oh like, yeah one hundred to channel him in you know Leonardo uh, the one who's supposed to be like the leader and has to make the tough choices gets the deadliest weapon so that he has to always live with the fact that he's the one making the heavy decisions that he has to you know. He he holds their lives in his hands, basically. Yeah, and Rav's weapons don't have any pointed ends because yeah, he is Psy, too aggressive. Sai are defensive weapons, and he's the most aggressive person on the team. And then you got Donatello, who relies on like technology and weaponry and futuristic stuff, but he gets a fucking stick, <laughs> <laughs> and he makes that shit work, dog. Well, yeah, because sometimes the simplest simplest tool is the best. 
Exactly. No, I always love that theory. I love the turtle's name. Donald it is a good go. theory. But now we have the female turtle, uh, Janika. Is that how you pronounce her name? I don't know. I haven't heard it in like, it's only in comics. I don't know. I'm not going to risk it by saying that. I'm just saying that's her name. I'm just going to call her Jen. Jen. Old Jen. What color is your bandana? If you tell me it's pink, I'm going to riot. No, it's yellow. She okay. was a human who became a turtle, though. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I'll, she became uh, a turtle because... Uh, well, yeah, because she 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 was part of the Foot Clan, betrayed the Foot Clan to help the turtles escape. And then she lost a lot of blood. So I think Leonardo gave her blood as a blood transfusion, and Ooh. that caused her to mutate into a turtle. Damn. So, yeah. Pretty crazy. But also in the sequel, prequel for uh, Lost Ronin... Uh, you see April and Casey's daughter, Casey Marie, training four brand new baby turtles into becoming the next generation of the Ninja Turtles team. Did the turtles have kids? Uh, unclear. I don't think they had clear. I think this is just four. <laughs> I think this is just four other turtles that were just also happy to also get oozed. Well, in the comics, there is a whole colony of now mutated like animals, like people and everything. Yeah. I like it. I'm down for that. So, yeah. Should be should be fun. I'm very excited for this game. For all of you, those definitely go check out that uh, comic storyline. It's you know ten out of ten. I love it a lot. Also, check out the IDW Ninja Turtles comic series. Also, ten out of ten. There you go. And for all of those who see a party wagon up there, let me know. I am searching for that party wagon. I'm gonna find it. Yes, you are. We're gonna we're not gonna stop. Oh, I'll find it. I'll unbox it on here. There you go. That'll probably be our first video. Mm. Actually, there's a lot of stuff that could be our first video. Yeah, we you just. We're just going to make it happen, buddy. Our first video is going to be very lackluster. I can guarantee you that much <laughs> just because we're building it up so much at this point. Yeah. Get your mask ready. But anyways, moving on over here to what is our favorite segment now. Oh, shit. Are we at questions already? We're at questions already because it's that time of day and it's that kind of episode. Question time. Question. <laughs> the kind of episode that we just have to <laughs> contractually obligate it Listen, to complete. Man, it's a short week. Let's not. Do you like how we've had the longest time to record this episode because we took last week off and it's like the most rushed episode we've had in forever? Eh, I wouldn't say rush. It's just, you know, a lot of unforeseen circumstances took place. So it is what it is. I don't think it's... A, let us know if you think this is a bad episode. I think this is a fun episode. I think it's a good neat break for everybody to be like, okay, let's not make it another hour long listen for everyone. True. This is your decompression, folks. Yeah. You're welcome. But the first question we have over here is from Level Up Alexis, and she is asking, what is your favorite comfort movie and or TV show? Comfort movie, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, comfort TV show, <sighs> Futurama. That's it? Just one? Yeah. That's like, really, damn. So what is your comfort thing? Those I have my two comforts. I have a lot of different comfort movies. I mean, the, I, mean I do too, but I'm, I'm just picking my top. I don't know. I can watch the Harry Potter movies and just when I'm doing like laundry or anything, just chilling. I'll watch Gladiator at any point in the day. Rush Hour, comfort movie right there. You know, I've watched Con Air so many more times than I care to admit. So, because there was one summer where they were just doing like this, uh, I was like Bravo or TNT. And they just kept doing this like power hour block of Nick Cage movies and they would just play four Nick Cage movies back-to-back, and the two favorite ones that I had that was the Con Air back-to-back with Gone in 60 Seconds, and I was in heaven because those two movies are so cheesy, and I love them. I think Napoleon Dynamite's another comfort movie of mine. Yeah, okay, I could see that one. Not for me, though, but yeah. I like to watch that. It's very fun. I laugh every time. Super Bad, also another oh, comfort Oh, Super Bad, for sure. I could uh, watch that what any else day. I, got? I don't know. I have a lot of comfort movies that I watch. There's a lot of stuff that I watch. That's true. There, there's sometimes. I guess. I mean, I'm also just the kind of person who just wants like TV on to make noise while I actually do things. 
TV show wise, definitely King of the Hill. That's a comfort TV show for me. True. That got me through some very depressive episodes. To be <laughs> yeah. For TV shows, nah. I, I guess just Futurama for me. Um, I'll rewatch How I Met Your Mother every so often. Oh, Yu Yu Hakusho, I rewatch at least like once. Well, that's I watch years. that yearly. That's yeah. I, that's not really a comfort show. That's more for me to reflect on who I am as a person. As y'all heard last <laughs> so episode. Dramatic. As y'all heard last episode. Yeah, I, I guess it is comfort, but it's also just me, just to remind me, just like this is where it all started. True. What else is? I don't know what other some other comfort shows. I'm trying to think. Yeah, in terms of shows, I don't really have. Like I guess a comfort Simpsons. Show. I have. Well, it's King of the Hill, The Office. Definitely, <laughs> that's just something I put on the background. Uh, I I am of the unpopular opinion that uh, I am so over The Office. I, I think I've watched it enough times, but I think now it's, it's just so overrated. I think it's just. I watch it just to have something on. Uh, yeah. That and Parks and Rec. Those oh, are the two that Parks I have. and Rec is the better. I have those two on just to do something. Parks and Rec has some of the funniest jokes that have like ever happened. I don't know. Let us know what your comfort movies are. Actually, and give us some suggestions. I'm looking for. I, I honestly, once I finish One Piece, I will actually be able to watch things. But I've not watched a new thing in like months. <laughs> in months? <laughs> yeah, wow. It's fucking terrible, dude. Come on, man. We got a podcast around here. I know. I'm just trying to finish because it it just consumes my life. <laughs> Uh, you're never going to get to Gear 5, man. No, at this point, probably not. Uh, next question that we have here is from Kayla, and she's asking, what flavor profiles are your favorite? Umami. The hell does that mean? Umami is literally just like the sensation of like savory and salty. Like it, It's basically what MSG is. MSG is literally the chemical that makes you feel that flavor, which is why it's like an additive in a lot of foods. Mm-hmm. And then some dude in like the 80s or something like that was like, MSG is bad for you. And everyone's like, ban MSG. And then they studied it and they're like, yeah, MSG is fine for you. It's literally just the chemical that creates the flavor profile. <laughs> so umami is literally just the sensation of eating something good that's savory and salty. I don't know. I don't, I guess whatever flavor profile I have when I cook my food, whatever that is, I like that. Because I do love my own cooking. That's true. But like, wait, what? what's cooking though? You actually made a really good ramen one time for us. Um, but yeah, I feel like yours is kind of the same then. Like savory, kind of salty. You you like meats. You like grilling a lot. Yeah, it is very savory. Yeah, but so, the thing is, I don't. I don't think I over salt it either. I don't make it too salty. No, you don't. But you season it very well too, because yeah. you know I'm used to fucking white people cooking unfortunately. <laughs> so you actually add flavor to it. So I appreciate that very much. So that I don't know. I also like things to have a little kick, a spice kick to it. Oh, absolutely. Like if I, I need ha- that. If I don't have something like spicy on my food nowadays, like I don't even care about it. I don't know. I don't think I can do like, I mean, I can eat just like regular seasoned chicken, but I feel like if chicken had like a nice little kick to it, I'd be like, yes. Yeah. Hell yeah. I made, I made some, uh, some cayenne pepper crusted chicken the other day. That was so fucking good. But then I put way too much on on accident. And so it was so fucking hot. It was, it was great though. Whatever the flavor profile of the breakfast burrito was at the Globe Pub. That's another one that I like. Oh, yeah. You were there watching that Mar- uh, Arsenal match the other day, right? Yep. 6.30 a.m. I was there. Let's go. Uh, 2-1? It was 2-1, yeah. 2-1. Let's go, boys. Get yeah, got, got wild. Got wild. I believe. Unfortunately, it. the next game is on a Monday, so I work on Monday, so I can't Yeesh. make it. Next time they have a, the, the, a game I can make, let me know. I'm coming back. The Trinity. most fun I ever had was going to see an Arsenal match with you and Matt <laughs> Madison, and uh, I was wearing a jersey that did not fit me, but I was blending in, and it was great. It's okay. Now I have one that can fit you now. Yes. All right. I'm 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 trying to get into to Premier League this year, guys. 
But yeah, that breakfast burrito was something. I only had half of one. Also, the breakfast burritos are fucking huge. But yeah, whatever the whatever it was, it was so good. It was worth the price for me too. Oof, thirteen bucks for that breakfast. I'll do it again. And if you're listening, go check out the the Globe Pub. It's yeah. on Irving in North Center. Great place. Uh, they have trivia nights every now and again. Every Tuesday. Every Tuesday. Yeah. Booyakashan but I'm only go. there for the weekend for the Arsenal games. <laughs> there you go. But also, we now have a new Arsenal bar over here in Chicago. It's called Red Line. Where? in ravenswood or by lawrence by the red line I, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I would imagine i would imagine so <laughs> it better be but yeah i'm definitely i'm still thinking about that breakfast burrito I'm like damn i kind of want to go back just to get one <laughs> i'm wondering now like do they do to go orders Ooh, they might because I, I thought about getting one to go and i was just like if well, not just bring you like bring a tupperware order it and throw it in there and then leave <laughs> it's the same that, that's true too but it's a I, DIY I, I, to go. I thought about it, but I was also it was one. It's very packed at that time for the for match days. So I was like, by the time I get someone's attention and I wait for it, it's like I'd just rather be home already because I was already tired. Getting up at six thirty, it's like damn, I need to knock out. Which is funny because he used to like work until six thirty. <laughs> now you're back on the day shift. You're immortal again. Deal with it. Yeah, but yeah, that whatever that breakfast burrito profile is, that's what I like. Oh, so sweet. I don't think it's umami. It's definitely not umami. No, I don't think so because it, uh, it's like Ooh, it's like eggs, umami. sausage, potatoes. These all sound like savory, salty things. No, it definitely, because it was not salty, especially when they put the sauce that comes with it on. Ooh, and sour cream. Mm. Delicious. Delicious. Definitely not umami. I would say that's, I don't know. This is making me hungry, man. Let's move on. <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, I haven't even gotten to desserts yet. I take my flavor profiles seriously. Yeah. I don't know. It's hard for me to put into words because I, I like mostly taste and colors. So it's kind of hard for me to like put an actual flavor profile together. I don't know. I like stuff that's sweet, but not too sweet that it overpowers everything. Oh, I can't do too sweet. That's the worst. But I do like lemony things like mm. a, like a zesty lemony dessert. Ooh, sign me up. Give me some lemon mandolines. I'm in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This guy knows what's up. Oh, yeah. But then the last question that we have here is from Mara, and she's asking to call off tomorrow. 100% always call off. Always do it. They don't always. They don't need you. Are you kidding me? You're the boss. Shit. Call off. You got, you got an ATL for a reason? Come on. Put them to work. You got two kids. You deserve that call off. Hell yeah. That's all I had to say for you. You won't hear this until Wednesday, so if you're hearing this for Wednesday and you work Thursday, call off. Thursday? Who cares? Yeah. Oh, no. Actually, we have a conference call Thursday. Wait, no. That was last week. Never call Who off. Who cares call about off. the conference call? Call off, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm going to call you Thursday, and I better hear that you had the day off. There you go. But, yeah, I think that pretty much, you know, does it all for our episode here today. Hell, yeah. I'm super glad I kept this short because I, like, again, I need a break from all the editing. Yeah, you, I, <laughs> you're the realest MVP if you were not already, but after editing that last episode, that four-hour shit show that we put on. Yeah. Imagine if I had to do video, too. That's also why I'm delaying video, because I'm just like, I'm a one-man army over here. That's true. Uh, maybe we'll do, like, video for just special episodes. Who I knows? think so, too. When just, I have the Just prop- to do highlights. Yeah. I think that worked too. Yeah. But, as always, we appreciate you guys listening to another episode of Divergence Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Quick brief recap on stuff that's happened. Stay tuned in for next week's episode, uh, where we have a returning guest, actually. Yeah, we're going to have our good friend John is uh, joining us over Yo, here. Yo, let's go, John the Carpenter. Yeah, he's going to be joining us over here, uh, you know, to promote some new stuff, talk about Blue Beetle. 
Hell yeah, brother. All right, cool. I'm but excited I, for this. I need another full Latino person here to discuss Blue Beetle. That's true. I don't cut it, guys. I don't cut it. <laughs> I'm only Latin uh, when it counts. But yeah, we, as always, we appreciate listening to other episodes. Please follow us over at Diversion64 on YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. And you know, you can submit all your questions to us over at Diversion64 anytime to be featured on the podcast. Or throw us a DM or a text or a call or smoke signal, whatever you got. Carrier yeah. Pigeon, I'd love to see them come back. And remember to always... Have yourselves a damn good one. Later, losers.